This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, Edge listeners, or something like that, whatever you want to be, you just want to be called, whatever your names are, you're human beings, aren't you? You don't, you don't deserve this, Edge listeners. But hello to you all. Um, as you may have noticed, I've been bringing you some sort of Saturday little bite-sized clips at the moment. Obviously, Monday and Thursday is the full podcast. Um, and I saw that I saw that there are some podcasts, audio podcasts that release every day. And then there are a lot like, you know, the, the Jordan Harbinger show and uh, Chris Williamson, and I think Joe Rogan does it, where they have three full episodes a week. Now that's mad. And I would do it. But it's just like, I've got a book to write. And I, I think the problem is because I also co-host on another show, Sean Atwood's show on YouTube on Wednesday nights. And I think I would worry about sort of, uh, what's the word? I want to say heat death, but that's the, I think that's the end of the universe, isn't it? Burnout. I would worry about burnout there. I think it's just hard. How can you stay that interested and stay on top of all the research if you do three? However, I am constantly, as many of you know or don't know, obviously the audio podcast is much more popular than the YouTube version of this, but I am on the YouTube thing sort of every night or nearly every day doing little bits and pieces, little small interviews with people, little clips, and often bits where I just comment on something. So today is one that is a bit more gossipy, a bit more celebrity goss than I usually do, um, but it's so sort of tied up in psychology and you know behavioral stuff that I thought it might be for you guys, and I put that out today. Um, It's Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, because everyone's talking about them. I think the strangest thing about it is that we're able to see it. And whenever I've said that, I've said it on YouTube on the channel there, and people kick off. Americans sometimes kick off saying like, well, what do you want? This is a democracy. You want to hide this from the world? And I get what they're saying. You know, you have to have courts out in the open in case, uh, you know, there are dodgy judges and juries who decide mad things. And it's quite nice in that sense that the court uh, is, is just out in the open, the court case there. However, this particular case is pretty egregious in, in terms of like entertainment value. We, we don't need to be watching this. I mean, it's, it's really titillating. And if you're not watching it, it's all like live on YouTube. If you didn't know that, it's the maddest thing I've ever seen. So you've just literally got pretty much the fam- most famous guy in the world, Johnny Depp, just sitting there uh, telling like mad stuff about Amber Heard that she, you know, shat in his bed, um, that she bullied him and just like his mother bullied him. Uh, just all this really strange, uh, really gossipy stuff. It's like an overload on gossip. So even someone like me, I'm not usually interested at all in that kind of the movie star stuff. In fact, I can't stand them, but I can't sort of take my eyes off this one. So I thought I'd do a little analysis. And this is just about... Um, I was listening to Johnny Depp and thinking, why is he saying the things that he is saying? So I look here at five uh, little tricks I think he's employing to try and uh, win the jury. It's it's a jury case. It's a defamation case because she, Amber Heard, said that he abused her physically and he is like 
you know, uh, fighting back. And I think she is counter-suing. It's a whole thing. Uh, as some people pointed out on YouTube after this went out, because one of the five is he's using slow talking to appear as a victim. That is a common theory. A lot of people are saying that. Others are saying, well, he does talk slowly anyway um, in, in most interviews. So, you know, fair enough. Anyway, this might be for you. It might not. But I hope you enjoy it. It's a bit of fun and uh, it's short. And it just that's what I like about these little bite-sized one, ones. It's just a little short thing. Get you through your Saturday. Maybe you're on a commute somewhere. Maybe you're walking around. You're hearing me talking rubbish. Good to see you. Good to hear. Well, I'm not seeing you. Good to, good to, I'm not hearing from you. Get in touch. Tell me what you think. Um, how's the best way? Twitter, Andrew Gold underscore okay. That's where I'm most active and my messages are open. So just come and say hello. Tell me what you think uh, about all this. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are at each other's throats in court over a defamation case about who abused who. Let's look at the ways that Depp is using psychology to win over the jury. One, the abusive mother. Now, firstly, I don't want to deny or underplay any of the abuse that Depp might have suffered as a child at the hands of his apparently abusive mother. I am just wondering why it's relevant in a case about whether or not he abused Amber Heard. Now, on the surface, this should actually weaken his case because he grew up watching abuse and may well have either inherited his mother's genes or her behavioural traits. But many therapists today believe that we look to copy the dynamics of our parents' relationship. Bit weird. This doesn't necessarily mean that we stick to the gender roles. It could be that Depp learned to copy his mother and is taking her place in the dynamic but he and his team will be banking on the jury imagining him in his father's role, the abused, the weak man suffering at the hands of his wife. You start to slowly realise that you are in a relationship with your mother, and I know that that sounds perverse. And Now that may be true, but it's a really interesting tactic to get us to that truth. Two... Amber Heard the psychopath. Now, this is really interesting. On the one hand, we have these strange stories about Amber's behaviour that point to her being a control freak. She wouldn't let him take his own shoes off in the home because that was her role. You took your boots off? I said, yeah, yes, I did. You, 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 you were busy, you know. No, 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 that's my job. That's what I do. She wouldn't let him, a man in his 50s, decide when he could go to bed. This adds, of course, to the replicated, abusive dynamic that Depp is trying to portray of his mother and father. There is also the allegation she put human faeces on his side of the bed. Uh, but we'll forget about that for now. However, things are a little bit more subtle than the human faeces on the bed when he talks about how she knew everything about his favourite blues music from decades before she was even born when they started dating. She seemed to be very knowledgeable about old, obscure blues music that I listen to and really like. Now, this shows that even when Depp talks glowingly, apparently, about the early days, we're supposed to be hearing hints of that control freak, and it makes us imagine her furiously looking up his favourite obscure music and lying about it to impress him. We imagine her then as scheming and manipulative. It was as if she, were, it was, she was too good to be true. Three, slow speech. Many commenters have been writing and speaking about Johnny Depp's slow and bizarre speech. Um, yes. Um. I can't be the only one who watched Double Speed, right? The question is, why is he speaking like that? 
Perhaps the slow talk adds to that sense of Depp as a victim, scared to be speaking out, and used to being interrupted and talked over by his domineering wife. Or maybe he's supposed to be being contemplative, as though really thinking through what he's saying, rather than reciting a well-oiled script from a team of expensive lawyers. Now, despite its strangeness, the slow speech gives off a feeling of immediacy and authenticity, managed though it may be. There is a risk with this strategy, and that's that he comes across as a drug-addled lunatic who's just lost his cognitive functioning. If the jury see it that way, it's not a great leap then to imagine him, and not Amber Heard, as the abuser. And that takes me to part four, drug taking. Now, I don't know if anyone would bother prosecuting him, but it is illegal to take cocaine. Now, no judgments here. I may have even done it myself, but I won't go admitting it in a court of law with the whole world watching. Now, Depp obviously realised that we all knew he engaged in drug-taking, and he took the opportunity here, knowing he's unlikely to be prosecuted, to use this as a display of his honesty. If he's honest about a crime he committed, why would he lie about any abuse of Amber Heard? Five! Speaking of that drug-taking, what about implicating Amanda's sister, Whitney? Now, engaging in illicit activities together is a surefire way of bonding with someone. And it also goes to show us that he can't be that bad. If he were physically abusing his wife, would Amber's sister be out doing drugs with him? Amber becomes then, in our minds, the stick in the mud, the boring one with an axe to grind, with potential jealousy issues, controlling and, as we saw before, potentially psychopathic, while Johnny looks like a chilled out entertainer. I should just add that I absolutely don't have a side in this battle, and to be honest, nor should I. I know that couples are very different in the privacy of their own homes. I think it's crazy that this whole thing's being broadcast to the world in the first place. It's really, really odd, actually, if you think about it. And I don't know what went on inside their home. These are just little tricks that I noticed Depp employing in court. What do you think? This is a democracy after all. That's why the whole court case has been shown to the world. Um, get in touch, Gold underscore OK, or you can find my email somewhere or rather, you know, get in touch, say hello. I'm interested in what you think about these bite-sized things and I'm interested in whether you're Team Depp or Team Heard or Team Couldn't Care Less about these silly overpaid celebrities. See you on Monday when my guest will be, I don't remember because I haven't checked my schedule. Done it all a couple weeks in advance. Let me have a little check here. My girlfriend, Hooli, has been editing, so that it means that she's sort of doing it all, so she knows what's, good, what's what. Um, um, um. So next up, oh, David Swift on the identity myth. That's a good one. All about how we imagine different identities for one another, and we sort of call ourselves certain things, but... It's a lot of it is sort of uh, imagined and myth-like. And he's a lot of fun as well, David. So he's a really nice guy up from Liverpool, up from Liverpool. So see you Monday for that and have a lovely weekend.